Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to Sakar and Dente about the reasons behind Journey Home Festival. Sakar, Dente, welcome to the show. It's great to have you both on. How are you and where in the world are you both? Oh, great question. Well, I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, thank you for asking. We're, we're in Dubai right now. Thanks for having us. We really do appreciate it. No, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. So for people who don't know about you guys, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Sakar. I'm a live event producer, um, music background from Jersey City, New Jersey. And basically, you know, we're in the travel space now. It, it happened through our uh, live event productions. You know, basically going from like you know Atlanta to South Carolina and discovering you know the festival lifestyle, right? So you know, our brand, which is uh, Shed, we were talking about, we put on rap battles, right? In order to kind of bring more notoriety to it, we started going to these live events and these festivals in order to produce the battles in front of large crowds, right? Which basically convinced us, well, hey, we need to be producing a festival like this. And that's kind of what got us into this, right? The thing about it is uh, we're entrepreneurs by right, you know, and then we just had, um, we, when we got together, we, we started to see a lot of different things that just made sense within the music business and things of that nature. And, and uh, we felt, we felt uh, fascinated with the um, festival space because you're able to give people uh, um, an excitement, a good time, and and then they really it's really like you know warm. You, you feel good about it because you know you see the children's playing and having fun, the mothers and the fathers, you know, enjoying themselves within the space. So the festival became a thing that we look forward to every year. But then at the same time, we're able to have our exhibition with the with the rap battles, which is something that we also like. We we love producing as well. One of the things we're going to be talking about is your festival itself, the Journey Home Festival. So I'll come on to that just shortly. I just want to find out, you were just talking about your, your background there. So how did you guys fall into, I guess, your producers, music music producers? So how did you get into that? And okay. then we'll ask you how you transitioned into travel itself. I mean, I got into music, you know, back in the 90s. You know, I, I actually interned for Rockefeller Records, you know, when Jay-Z was first starting out. Um, I interned for D&D Studios. So I was really an aspiring rapper and producer. And it was pretty interesting because, you know, back then you had to kind of build your bones, you know, going out to like different shows, and you know, basically competing and, you know, you know, showing off your ability to, to, to rhyme. Right. And uh, so I was that, that was like my nightlife. But then my, my day life, you know, I was actually working at, you know, some of these labels, interning and stuff like that, trying to learn the business. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So moving from Brooklyn, I went to Boston and going to Boston. That's when I started within the music business. So not, not too long after I met, I met Sakar. From there, once we started doing the festivals and things of that nature, 
we met someone, Bamba, at one of the um, festivals. He's from Senegal. And uh, 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 he was like infatuated with the way we did our festival. And then he was like, Yo, you got to bring this to Senegal. When we go out there, what we wanna, what's the initiative? Well, so what's going to bring the festival? Like the man said, he said he wants to bring the festival over there. And he knows Akon, Akon's his nephew. And uh, we just want to put it together like that. What's the name? And then we just kind of brainstorming and brainstorming and boom, Journey Home Festival. So that's how the the Journey Home Festival started then, through your music background. And then you brought, I guess, travel into it because you went across to Senegal and that's how it all started. So tell us a little bit about, I guess, the intention when you first started it and what your goal is really behind Journey Home Festival. Interestingly enough, when we went to, when we went to Senegal, we didn't know what, what what to expect, what was going on, but it was we was fascinated at the fact that we was going to Africa. That was just like wow, we're going to Africa. This is, you know what I mean? So it was like a it was like a, the wow moment. And then when we got to Senegal, it was like okay, what's how are we going to make this make sense? Because there's no way we're going to be able to bring people the the, the, the following that we already have in Atlanta, Georgia to Senegal. So we're just trying to figure it out. And in figuring it out, what happened was uh, um, we ended up thinking to ourselves, well, why not bring the, the the officials, the dignitaries from Senegal to Atlanta? So it still becomes a journey home because what happens is, you know, we 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 bring in the dignitaries to Atlanta so we could eventually bring the diasporas from Atlanta that might be from Senegal or people that might have French background because um, Senegal was colonized by the French. Right. And so we were figuring out, okay, well, by doing it this way, we can make the connection. And in that connection, what came out of it was uh, um, a sister city. And uh, uh, the sister city was put together by the mayor of Lithonia, uh, yeah. uh, Deborah Jackson. Deborah exactly. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And what happened was from that sister city, Deborah Jackson actually visited Senegal. You know what I mean? And then so now, so. The idea, the small idea started to, it became a seed and it started to grow because now Deborah Jackson is traveling to Senegal and she's spreading the world about, the word about Senegal through the Journey Home Festival. Exactly. And then now, um, a couple of years later, not even, not even too much longer after that, we found ourselves going to Liberia. So now the intention is like, okay, how do we connect the dots? Because, you know, they're, 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 we as Africans of uh, we as African Americans of African descent, we're trying to figure out how to connect the dots between those that's in America to Africa. But then when we got to Liberia, we didn't have we didn't have a clue about the narrative of La- Liberia. Once we got the, the the narrative of Liberia, it was like another wow moment. Like, right. And like also, like organically, education wound up being a part of this journey, as you can see, because you got to learn about, you know, you learn about what Liberia is and these freed slaves that traveled there in 1822, things that you normally don't learn in school, as the brother was explaining. And uh, I think we have like a a genetic mandate to constantly (laughs) educate, you know, because me, me, I come from a, a line of teachers, you know, my mother's a teacher grandmother's a teacher, right? And even when I was doing music, I was like, well, how can I, because I wasn't a guy that could rap about, you know, the negative, you know, 
aggressive, you know, I would try to get in those aggressive ciphers, but I would try to talk about something that was a little bit more uplifting, enlightening. So all of that kind of just organically tied in to Liberia. Like, it's like, wow, because we see the treatment of, you know, obviously African-Americans in the U.S., right? And it's like, you know, with all these different conversations, because there's a bunch of conversations when it comes to solutions. And nobody ever talks about building that relationship with West Africa. I don't think as much as they should, right? Being, being that's where a lot of us came from. And then of obviously Liberia having that most organic connection, it just made the most sense. You've told us a little bit about the journey itself and mm-hmm. how you've got to it. So tell the audience what it really entails and how they can get or become part of it if they want to become involved? That's a great question because uh, um, it's, Liberia is not Walt Disney World. We're looking for visionaries. We're looking for people that could look outside the box. Like right now we're in Dubai and the, 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 the Sheik, he's Man. done an incredible job by building on sand. The palm, oh my gosh. Incredible. I'm talking Man. about this is something out of a storybook. Incredible, incredible. So I'm like, well, the same thing could be done in Liberia, you know, because the people do have a sense of worth. We're looking for visionaries. We're looking for the philanthropists, the people that has the money, that's able to put the, uh, the to, put, to couple the money with the visionaries to create, to build on this blank canvas. You've also because... In the 50s and 60s, Liberia was a beautiful place. It was just like a, a, a New York or any flourishing major city. It was because of the wars and, you know, uh, the civil wars and then Ebola. And then, of course, coronavirus. And, then you know, is is it the hardships came after that, decades and decades after that. But the beautiful thing about Liberia is out of their 5 million um, population, 60% of that is from zero to 14 years old. That means that the, 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 the potential that Liberia have is, is, is incredible. So what we're looking for, visionaries, philanthropists, contractors, right. engineers, people that could see a blank canvas and want to create something on it. I just want to get something clear so the audience sort of understands. So what is it? what is unique about what you're doing? And is there anyone else doing exactly what you're doing right now in terms of trying to enhance Liberia, tell the story, and also how can they be part of it? How, how would they get, get to you guys? A lot of people are doing, are doing what we're doing in reference to, you know, helping. Because it boils down to us helping those that, that needs help. Like, you know, we have a, a school of the blind, school of the blind, with uh, um, what's a brother named um, Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Seward. Jackson Seward. <clears throat> And then we also help the um, school of the deaf. School of the deaf. Talk boy so, Dixon. Talk boy Dixon. So, so we're helping, and, and so there's a philanthropic side of it that you cannot, you know, you have uh, for us. It, it gives you you have that level of human. You know what I mean? Like I'm helping another human, and it, 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 like it's a duty. You know what I mean? So, so that that's that. And I'm sure there's other people that's doing that, and uh, um, of course, uh, uh, connecting the dots is. Something I think is the uh, the 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 unique and uh, lane that we're in. We want to connect the dots with African Americans with 
Liberia, letting them know that we have founded a country in 1822. I don't think Jay-Z is talking about that in his raps. I don't think 50 Cent is talking about that in his raps. Or Diddy. Or anyone for that matter. So really, in Liberia, I would say there's not anybody kind of doing it like we're doing it. Why? Because African-Americans have kind of disconnected with Liberia. That, that again, like it's not in the school system, so they don't know. So Liberia is more so as a government and most of the Liberians doing outreach during this bicentennial. They're really reaching out to other Liberians because because of the fact of the connecting, you know, but they're trying like, you know, there's been Roland Martin. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He just traveled to Liberia. So it's it's happening. What they're going to experience, like if, if they want to join us on a trip, definitely go to journeyhomefestival.com. That's journeyhomefestival.com. And, you know, again, you're going to be experiencing one of the most hospitable countries in the world. So the same hospitality that they showed those free slaves in 1822, it's still there now. When you come, it's like, welcome. Welcome. Enjoy yourself. That's you, know, a fact. you know, so and like how we designed the tour is, you know, of course, we're doing June and December in December. But June is actually doing Juneteenth because that's the 17th to the 24th. And we felt. There is no better way to celebrate Juneteenth, which is, of course, the new holiday in America, celebrating the freedom of slaves, um, you know, that happened June 17th. I think, or yeah, 2021, going back to 1865, when there was a proclamation in Texas, you know, the, la the last Confederate state, state letting everybody know that slavery had been abolished. I just want to ask you exactly the costings as well. So if people wanted to get involved, what are they looking at in terms of, I guess, budgeting? Between $4,000 and $4,500. Mm -hmm. That covers your flight, hotel, food, and, you know, you'll be able to participate in our, in our business exchange. So, so, so our, it's all, all, all inclusive. It's everything. All, all inclusive. inclusive. All inclusive. Exactly. And exactly. What, what's beautiful about that is, for me, I always go by, I always go by, my, by my own experience. Like, it's like trying on a pair of shoes. You know, if the, if the shoes are too tight and doesn't fit, you ain't going to be able to walk. If the shoes fit and it looks good, you're going to style in it. You're going to you know, kind of show your, 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 your flair. So it's like when you come to Liberia, you're going to see the, the, the welcomeness and it's going to feel good. And then from there, you're going to kind of let it go, like that, 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 that kind of feeling of uh, resentment or that kind of feeling, because it's not Walt Disney World. It's not rides and Playland, and it's not that. When you come, you're going to see the poverty. You're going to see where the roads that needs to be fixed. You're going to see all these different things. But that's why I, we, we ask for visionaries. We ask for people with that mindset of when you see, okay, okay, there's not a road here. Well, we could put a road here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the children are, are, are not in school. We could build schools. The, the type of people, the audience that you're looking for could be anyone. It doesn't have to be people of black origin. It could be anyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. African, yeah, no, be African even look, look at, you know, Liberia's founding member of the United Nations signatory that helped Israel become a nation. Like they, they've got a rich story connected to world history that 
is not talked about as much as it should be. Do you mm-hmm. see it becoming a path where you go to other places? So not just Liberia, would you like to do other parts of Africa, other yep. parts of maybe Absolutely. Europe? We want to be able to captivate the minds of the youth from America, Europe, uh, Caribbean, and show them the opportunity of, of, of traveling in the world. And if not just traveling, if you, if you can't travel, they could go to our website and we're, we're going to have a plethora of pictures where exactly. they can experience what we've experienced by just clicking by just clicking away. It sounds like an amazing journey and I'm going to wish you the best of luck with it. And I will, before we finish, I'll get you to tell people where they can find you. I just want to quickly just ask you a couple of other questions so people just have an understanding of a, of a different side to you. So just fun, fun related questions. So I guess okay. what, what for both of you, what are your guilty pleasures? Immediately sugar. Cakes, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I was like, every don't donuts, like, like, you know, Liberia's got a Liberian donut. I love it. Then, like, you know, I've been in Liberia for, like, you know, four years or between Liberia and Sierra Leone. So coming over here to Dubai is like Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts. There's all these cake shops. I'm like, ah, I'm going to lose my teeth. But, yeah, I was in, I was in sugar. How about yourself, Dante? I really don't know. I want to say I'm a workaholic. I always be telling this apartment, I need to find myself a hobby. Like, I need to go fishing. I need to do, maybe I need to be um, video gaming. You know what I mean? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I mean, you've been around me for a long time. Right. What's my pleasure? I mean, I really, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Because I, 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 I'm a, I'm a work, I'm, I mean, and I, I have a, I have a par- I'm paranoid to a degree of not getting to the goal. Like, I lost my mother August 1st of 2020. Twenty was one. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, um, I, I, thought, I thought I have my guilty moments because I never, I, I didn't reach the goal for her to see it. Mm. But of course, she's seen a lot of the goals because she was the first traveler. She traveled from Haiti on a banana boat to America. So that's what initially put that gene in me to want to travel the way I travel, like with no fear. But uh, um, it's, it was a banana boat. For people that might not know, oh well, a canoe, a, ca- a canoe, or, 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 or you know, the, the 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 canoes that's shaped like a, a banana. That's why they call them banana boats. But uh, um, yeah, canoe. She traveled from from Haiti to 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 America you know, on a canoe. For for um, the 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 first three trips was unsuccessful, but the fourth trip she made it. But uh, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, that's my guilty pleasure, man. I'm so, a workaholic. Come to the end of our discussion. It's been great having you guys on. So, again, just tell everyone where they can find you guys and how to get involved. Journeyhomefestival.com, uh, at Journey Home Festival on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and soon to TikTok. Also, on Clubhouse, we actually hold a weekly room called african-american living in west africa thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it and telling us the journey and why it's so important to you both and i'll speak to you guys very soon we'll catch up again and discuss how you guys went on man looking forward to it thank you for having us thank you so much you have a great day that's it for take a wonder with shebs don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms until next time bye for now